Uh, I have two little plush guys that I won from round one, which is an arcade out here. Oh! Uh, I have I have Kirby. He's just hanging out. But uh-huh. then I also have Waddle the little orange <gasps> bad guy. That guy oh. rocks. And uh, uh, somehow, freaking Waddle like they're both in this like bookcase I have. But Waddle is like peeking out at me right now. Oh, that's creepy! He's like leaning out and looking at me with his sweet brown eyes. Take a picture, please. Let's see it. Yeah, dude, Waddle Waddle watching you jerk off, man. Waddle like <laughs> wants to know. It's like Ceiling Cat. Ceiling Cat. Remember Ceiling Cat? Uh, let me see. I ha- oh yeah, classic uh, classic, classic internet. internet. Ceiling Cat was a classic cat meme. That was good. That was good innocent internet right there. You know, good innocent innocent internet. All right, you guys are gonna get this right now. Let's see. Are you texting it or are you sending it in Discord? I'm gonna send it in Discord. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I did want to we'll, say we'll... they just opened a round one here, and having just gone to Japan and going to round ones in Japan, every like crane game has incredibly cute stuff in it. But the one in Philadelphia, oh my god, he really is peeking out, and that's adorable. Yeah, well, the these crane games because I, I have a Yoshi, a Kirby. I actually won two Yoshis when I got this Yoshi, <laughs> and I have a Kirby Yoshi and a Waddle D. And uh, it's because the crane machines at round one, you can actually win stuff out of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's an actual chance to yes. get those. And uh, the thing, the thing though, is they open the one in Philadelphia. It's great. It's got all the stuff, but they're. I don't know if it's like they're waiting on stuff like they they just opened it and they just got like local shit to fill the stuff or if they're going to never have Japanese quality plush. But the stuff is not as cute. I'm assuming they did market hmm. testing and they were like, this is what people in Philadelphia will want to win. None of it. None of it <laughs> is as cute. It's just a bag of batteries. Oh, yeah. Uh, like- yeah. A bag of batteries, like a loaf of pork roll. Real, not like a plush <laughs> pork roll. It's just a real a loaf sl- of pork a sl- roll. A sling made out of cable wire. You know? Like- <laughs> yeah. Weapons made out of trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dom, I got to say, I love that crunch basketball. That is incredible. Oh yeah, that's the jam. Nestle you know, Crunch I ha- I ha- basketball. I haven't taken my Nestle Crunch basketball out to the court yet, but don't, uh, when don't I ever. do, you Keep know, it fresh, it's going to be special. It's going to be like playing with the ABA ball at the All Hell Star game. Well, this is this is a dumb question. Do they still make Nestle Crunch? I I don't know. I haven't seen yeah, one in a so while. Of course they do. Hold on, let's say Nestle Crunch. I haven't seen a Nestle Crunch in a gas station in quite a mini moon. Well, they don't put that one front and center because nobody likes that crappy candy. <laughs> what? Oh, hold on. Now I'm about to take that crunch ball away from you. Yeah, wait, <laughs> yeah. you have a crunch ball you don't steal. like a Nestle Crunch? Uh, I think Nestle Crunch is fine. I, I think Nestle is a really evil company, but... Uh, oh, well, sure, 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 sure. The Crunch logo is just so classic. I love uh-huh. the basketball for the uh, camp or the pop culture yes. reference, but I... Uh, I have to say that Crunch, Nestle Crunch, probably pretty low tier if I wanted a candy. Mm. Uh, pretty pretty low. Bunch of Crunch, on the other hand, yes. not so bad. Bunch of Crunch is awesome. I always wanted to secretly put Bunch of Crunch in a bowl of cereal and just eat that. That's a great idea. That's a that's an it, incredible pa- treat. Chad, it's not a secret anymore, baby. The world <laughs> knows, so you better just freaking crunch up. I looked up the, the, cr- the Crunch Bar because I needed to see if it was still for sale like anywhere, and it was on Amazon. Uh, so I can buy from two evil corporations if I want to. Uh, <laughs> but I, I found this new bar. If you click on the link I just sent, it's a Snickers crisper, which I've never heard of. Ooh, hey. A Snickers and crisper. A sn- it looks like it's a crunch bar mixed with a Snickers. Look at this. And this super long fishing link that Paul sent us in Discord. Yeah, what the hell is that? What the well, the crunch, that? I think the crunch, Paul, is uh-huh. not in the chocolate. I believe it's a... 
a layer of crispy at the bottom. Ah, yes, you're right. It is. I see them. Sounds great, though. You know, I love that crisp. Oh yeah, I, I do. I do too. I I enjoy all of these kind of like variety candies. My secret theory is, mm-hmm, it. is that at some point the candy men and their and their corporate you know penthouses were like. Chocolate's too expensive to make, even though we're not even making it with like cocoa anymore. Chocolate's too expensive to make. Uh-huh. What can we just like fill the bar with, like packing peanuts? Right, right. Like nougat, which is just like, uh, it's just like glue. It's just candy. Yeah, glue. yeah. They just like have nougat on the floor of their candy stores. And they're yeah. like, I guess we could just put some of this in here. I'm like, sure, but people are going to get sick of nougat. Like, well, we could make like bread into air, <laughs> we could make crispy mm-hmm. air. And that's how this, that's, a lot of this came about. You know what's funny is you're right, because it's corn. It's just corn. They're like, it's just right. corn. Yeah. It, like, we have so much corn and soybeans just sitting around that we're like, just find a way to make people eat this shit. <laughs> make a new variety. Uh, <laughs> variety. Put, put, some, put some raisins in there. Just see if they'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. Milky Way, now with more corn. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, and then again, like we, I also would kind of like want to give it a shot, you know? Yeah, why not? I mean, the, the, the Snickers Crispy sounds great. I looked at that, and that's good. Hey, underrated cereal, and then we'll get on to some Goosebumps talk because yeah, we're just that? tangenting on sweets now. Underrated cereal, Corn Pops, guys. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah. I fi- I have I finally came around to Corn Pops the last couple of years. They're pretty good. I think. Yeah, yeah. As, as you get older, you're just like ah, simple things are good for me, and then you just yeah, enjoy ooh, it. I love my simple corn. <laughs> Got gotta have my simple corn. Gotta wake up and have flat corn today. <laughs> yeah, freaking smooth corn. Yeah, let me get uh, let me get a bowl of smooth corn. Well, nothing you know suppresses my sexual urges like a bowl of sweet corn. <laughs> you, oh yes, you, of course. Is that what you that, have? That's before? an old. That's an old Goosebuds topic. Is it? Have we talked about this on Goosebuds? That's like year. That's like year one cornflakes <laughs> masturbation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's when I remember. Wow, that, mm. I can't remember half the shit we said. Might have been like a stay out of the basement. We talked yeah, about probably. <laughs> it been the very well, second episode. It's it's funny. Someone, uh, let me pull up their name. Someone on Twitter sent me a a thing. They were listening to an episode, and and I guess they wrote something down in their notebook as they were as they were listening, and then they rediscovered it. So it was a uh, Kelsey Heater on Twitter. Um, shut up, Sprinkles. Uh, and she had written down knives. Okay. Paul 2019. So that's from this year, and I do not remember what the I reference is. I have no memory of you saying that. What the hell was that even in in regards to? Knives. Uh, okay. I, be, uh, I mean, we must have been talking. We talked about knives recently. Pretty good. <laughs> we had a pretty good knife talk because yeah. we were talking about how knives are scary. Okay. That's true. I think yeah. you're right. I think we were talking about how it's like the the scariest way to die would be knives. Didn't we say like the most powerful supervillain has just is holding two knives? <laughs> that see again, I don't remember us saying that, but I agree with all of it. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> it's true. I mean, I hope we said it because it should be recorded in history. That brilliant observation. Uh, yeah, forever. By the way, welcome we can, to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. We read the shrunken head. <laughs> how I got it. Hey, we all read it this time, right? Right? Yes, yes we, we all read we the did book. Read it, and good. And I like how this book ends. Like yeah. the title is the ending of the book. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. We finally it's get there. Uh, it's a How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It's the ha- it wow. Is. Wow. How I Met Your Mother ripped off our all stole. Time. They stole. stole the concept. <laughs> <laughs> it, I uh, gotta say. All right. So let right off the top, guys. Let's talk about yes. this. 
This is in the vein of the mummy ones, correct? Yes. Like yes, it's it, it oh, is a sure. it is a not the Brendan Fraser seen, mummy. No, we've seen this trope before. I think even Monster Blood kind of takes this trope at some mm-hmm. point, where it's like my parents are. Uh, actually, I don't know if Monster Blood does that now. As I say that out loud, also there's a Monster Blood four. I realized I had no. no. We got more Monster Blood in our future. In our future, yeah, yeah, we have one more Monster Blood coming. Yeah, and um. No, there. Th- this is used again and again. Mummy, the mummy books. There's another book it's a, where it's go, like it, my it, uncle's. Oh, yeah. freaking snowman, Pasadena. Yes, yes. The go mm-hmm. away. One. The travel to a foreign location. One. There's a, they're, uh, those are they're fun because they get us out of boring children lives, right? Yes, I like yeah. how this one starts suburban. <laughs> yes. It starts real suburban. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the first chapter of this book because it feels really real to being a kid. Uh, Just there's... the argument over video yes. games. Go ahead. Why don't you guys lay out what's going on in this first chapter? Don, please. Uh, so, uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name now, but he's got two friends. Mark? Eric, Mark, Mark, Eric, and uh, what's the other kid's name? I can't remember. But it marks over. Mark's at his house playing on his computer. Mm hmm. Playing a video game. Do you remember the name of the video game? Uh, Jungle, Jungle King. Jungle King. That's and at right. first, I thought it was going to be like a Donkey Kong thing, but it's not. It's Pitfall. It's yeah. Pitfall with well, some with some added elements. Yeah. yeah, it's it's probably the most from what they describe. Because I think RL is just like adding shit to this game all the time. It's like a design document that would be Pitfall for the N sixty four on this on an SNES. You know what I mean? This, like it, just it would kept be like oh, there's there's rhinos you can ride and. This, this would be pitfall. Pitfall if it had uh, feature creep like to the max. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I th- here, let's be. Let's. I think I've got this. Somebody played Pitfall on the Atari. Maybe RL. Maybe RL in quotation marks. <laughs> and then they saw the fucking bomb ass Donkey Kong Country coming That's, out and making all yes. types of noise. Yeah, and they oh, saw yeah. On, on the commercial you could ride a rhino in that game, and they were like, "All right, fucking." That's what you got to do in this game. You got to collect shrunken heads. You got to avoid sinking in the quicksand and you got to swing on vines. That's what I was thinking was Donkey Kong Country immediately when I was reading. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's pretty, pretty inspired. But anyway, they're playing this game. Uh, they're playing uh, the computer game. You know, Mark's really into it. Eric and uh, forgotten name of other friends. Other friends. Uh, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter they, they don't come into the story at all after like this chapter. Right. right. They uh, they do, but they they make it, it sounds like playing at a friend's house because he's like, let's freaking play March Madness. Come on, let's play the March Madness basketball game. And he's like, no, nah, man, Jungle King. And mutant football is brought up too. Oh, yeah. mutant football, which is it's, a real game. Mm-hmm. But then it's right next to. RL does this. He makes he references things to the point where you don't know if he actually knows the reference because it's between three things that aren't real, like right Battle Solitaire, which actually sounded dope. Uh, and then, Battle Solitaire was like one of those jokes. It was like an RL joke where I was like, "All right, RL, that one was okay. That one was kind that of that one was okay." But I really do want to play Battle Solitaire, where at the end of the game you kill yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I was picturing like a like a like a like a Tetris versus or like a Mean Bean Machine, where it's like, yeah, as you as you as you solve a row of solitaire, you're sending your opponent more cards to solve. I don't know exactly how it would work out, but there, there's something Chad, there. That's a pretty good. I mean, I think you did a good job. That sounds good to me. Yeah, that's some good like internet solitaire. That's somehow it, you're making solitaire into a multiplayer game, which is insane. But you just did it. They did it with Tetris ninety nine. I'm just saying it's possible. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, the did you play the Nintendo sixty four Tetris game? 
No. Uh, no. Why? Uh, there, because what you do in that game is as you progress in the game, then you unlock like tours of like worlds like you just select egypt and then it's like this 3d render like whoa you're flying through egypt and like yeah it's really interesting like an old like flight sim map of it yeah i think that i think the idea is you build the um the monument like i think you build the pyramids like you unlock it as you you know make lines uh Mm -hmm. over time playing the game and then you go on a virtual tour of it and it's just like an, an fmv uh, or not FMV, but a cinematic sure. where you're just flying through the pyramids. Hey, hey, not it's, bad. It's dope. It's pretty dope. Uh, I did. Um, I did want to say I I liked how close RL got to kids actually playing games. Like you were saying, Dom. Like it felt like an afternoon. He watched his kids play video games, right? And yes, and he definitely captured what their vibe was like when they were playing video games. But he did still have his like old manisms where he didn't truly understand it. Like one point. He talks about how Marcus playing the game with his face two inches from the screen. And anyone who's played video games knows that is not an optimal way to play video games. You would not be able to survive because you need full peripheral vision of the whole scene. You can't be pushed up against it. That's totally him being like these kids with their faces against the screens. Yeah, he tried to boomer us down a he little tr- bit. He tried, to, he tried to knock <laughs> us down. He tried to boomer us down. Yeah. Um, but you know, playing the game, he's playing the game. His friends are like, let's freaking play these other games. And then he's like, no, we got to play Jungle King. And then his friends are like, let's just go outside and skateboard. He's like, freaking no. And then I've, he, I've he, never identified more with a kid. I never identified more with a kid in Goosebumps book than Mark who wants to stay inside and play video games. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, but he, uh, he, he falls. I'm trying to find it here. Cause I'm trying to find the exact phrase that he yells, but oh, he, ka- he, Kalia. he, Kalia. He, Kalia. He, he, fall, he, he falls on the game. He falls into some quicksand. He says, Kalia. Like, and he's like, ah, it's just some word I made up. Yeah. It's just some, some jungle words. And I'm glad that, Chad, you just did it. It's Kalima from Indiana Jones 2. Oh, it's, it's, shit. I just realized what it is. It's the exact <laughs> same thing. It's Kalima, but he changed one syllable. Oh, my gosh. By the way, Guys, can we talk about Indiana Jones and uh, the Temple of Doom? When I was a kid, I, uh-huh. me and my brothers really liked that one because we would do the, we would like try to take each other's hearts uh-huh. out and Kali say Ma. the words. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, I watched that movie before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was packing orders here and I, was, I had my VCR just watching some tapes. Yeah. And I put that movie on. Oh my God, that movie is so annoying. It is just screaming and bad <laughs> jokes the entire time. It's, it's awful. It's definitely like, I feel like the first and third ones, they had ideas and they were like, well, we got to get to number three. I got the plan. I know, I know what's going to happen. Two, we just need to make a placeholder until we can get that third one written and finished. And, you know? and not to pick on her, because I'm sure she's fine. The uh, love interest, who is also like the director's wife or something. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, she is. She's more badly written than her being a bad actress. Yeah, she is literally definitely. screaming the entire movie. Yes. Just complaining. And she doesn't want to be there. And it's like so different than Marion Ravenwood, who's so fun in the first one. Right. The the evil woman in the first and third, you know, that turns on him is is way better because at least they have uh some sort of agency to themselves, it's, you know. It's somehow the hot Nazi in the third one is still more likable than the woman from the second one. 
I'm, no, let's freaking... not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> like, let's, Kevin, just Kevin, just have like a have, have like a record scratch there and a musical interlude, and we can come back to this conversation. <laughs> uh, the, 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 la- the, the last thing I wanted to say about that character is, uh, um, you know, not to get on too much of a tangent here, but just like Ghostbusters, how you rewatch Ghostbusters and you're like, wow, Bill Murray is really not taking no for an answer. This is problematic. Like mm. that character is like just really offensive if you care anything about women's rights and such or how women are portrayed in media it is yeah. like the most helpless hapless character and it's so frustrating to watch oh yeah yeah it really is anyway but anyway so we he says these magic words and he's like they're just some jungle words i made up you know mm-hmm. and it's all well and fine <laughs> this book actually starts out pretty solid it's it's just it, you know that happens the kid his his friends leave Jessica's little sister is about to have her turn on the game, but there's a knock on the door. Oh, and yeah. so he goes and answer the, answers the door and sees... He, I pulled open the front door and stared at the grossest thing I ever saw in my life. Classic goosebumps. Chapter break, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stared at a head, a human head, wrinkled and leathery, about the size of a tennis ball. The pale, dry lips were pulled back in a sneer. The neck was stitched, closed with heavy black string. The eyes, solid black eyes, stared up at me. A shrunken head, a real shrunken head. I just wanted to give that intro because, obviously... The centerpiece of the book is the oh, shrunken yeah. head, and we get it, and we get it right away, which is satisfying for a Goosebumps book. Usually, mm-hmm. he holds it off for like we get it right away, yeah. and it starts acting magical pretty quickly. Sidebar: I did look up the wiki for shrunken heads just to make uh-huh. sure. Thank you. You know, I had some background reading on it, and sure. uh, you know, I the real thing really prepared this way, uh, and uh, yeah, a little a little spooky, ain't it? It is spooky, and you know the spookiest thing, <laughs> the spookiest thing about all this <laughs> is he receives, and I will, I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit, but we can go back to the storyline actually. But he gets this this head, and then it's shown of uh, it's shown that him and his sister play with it, and it's disgusting that these two children play with a dead human's head the way that they yeah. Do. So, so the pro- the process was, and I'll just go through some of the process here yeah. is that basically they remove the fillet the skin from the skull. Uh-huh. And then they put it in a, uh, they place a ball inside and uh, sew it shut and boil uh-huh. it. Uh, also boiling it in herbs and uh, other things. And uh, then, you know, through that process, uh, the head shrinks around the ball and then you have the small head. Okay, and so it, uh, here, I, dumb, dumb question, or not dumb question. This is, this is no dumb question questions. No dumb questions. Dom, I'm glad you did this because I was, the whole time I was reading this, I was like, I need to look this up and I didn't. <laughs> how, how 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 is the skull shrinking? It isn't. Like, well, they, get... they remove they flay the skin from the skull. Oh, of course. Okay, so they're taking the skull out. Yeah, so I they're just the... playing with flayed flesh. Yeah, you know, boiled flayed flesh. They're throwing around some poor person's uh, old skin. Yeah, old skin and face. Let's let's say let's say specifically face skin. <laughs> face skin. That that good old face meat. Yeah, I get that. You shrink that down. Okay, that's right. There's always stitches and stuff. So they're like mummifying the head a little bit. Yeah, in a way, but it was a, I guess it was a bit of a trophy thing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Mark receives this head, they're playing with it, it's gross, but uh, Jessica scratches the head uh, by accident. And yes. so there's a visible scratch, which will come into play later. Jessica, but, uh, Mark's yeah. little sister, who is also like, kind of just kind of calling out like, hey, it's kind of weird that Mark uh, gets a gift and I don't. It is pretty and- fucked up. 
You know, she's it's right. It's really kind of strange. Mark gets a gift and a vacation, and she gets jack shit. Yeah, well, at first he gets a gift, and then the very, well, that evening, the gift begins to glow and float around, and then mm-hmm. there's a whole moment where he gets the mom, and the mom, of course, it's not happening anymore, but sure, um, yeah. the next morning, he wakes up, and the the woman who brought the head- Carolyn. Ca- Carolyn, right? Mm-hmm. Carolyn, yeah. Uh, it is uh, a, I guess she works for- uh, Brenna, which is Aunt Brenna, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mark's aunt, yes. who's in the jungle, uh, basically doing a bunch of scientific research, and she has come to deliver this head to Mark, and, surprise, Brenna wants you to come to the jungle with her, and so mm-hmm. Mark then leaves on a plane to a smaller plane mm-hmm. all the way to the jungle. Oh and, yeah. And by the way, by the way, I just want to add like when I read this kind of stuff as a kid, I think even more as a kid, I was like, I can't believe they would just they just let, you know, parents just be down to let your child go to the other side of the country. It uh-huh. happens all the time in games. It happens all the time. It yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, what it's what you want as a kid. You're like, gosh, I wish yeah. I could just like go somewhere. Yes. And this is this one is definitely uh a little bit of a power fantasy. Uh, not only in that he is he's sent on an awesome adventure, but later on we find some more stuff. Unlike the mummy, so the mummy books were like this, where it was just like a like an adventure fantasy, right? Like you're saying, Dom, where you're like, I want to go to a cool country and see some amazing shit, and they get to do that. That's what this one is, plus a little extra, plus a little extra. Why don't you elaborate on that, Paul? Well, I mean, okay. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> There's magic. There's motherfucking magic in this book, but we don't want to get into that yet. So on the on the flight to uh, what's the name of the island that they go to? It begins with a B. It's uh, a real place. Oh, it's, it's like it's like banana boat. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's, not, it's, 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 it's the, not. The, the, the island is not called <laughs> banana. <laughs> Balladora. There's a lot of A's in it, so I got. I see you. I see where you, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I knew that you weren't saying it was called Banana Boat, but I yeah, it, it, it was. Very I'm funny, saying right? the island is owned by Banana Boat Sunscreen, and Probably. there's billboards everywhere where you land. Probably. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, on the flight, uh, Carolyn is asking uh, Mark all kinds of questions uh, about his aunt and uh, how he saw. Uh, the the thing come to life at night. Yeah, she was and- like, if your aunt went into hiding, um, where do you think she would go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah if great. your if your aunt was threatened, if your aunt was being threatened, uh, well, how, I don't know. What do you think? She, what, what what would she do? What do you how think well, she would do? <laughs> how well do you know your aunt's fears and desires? Yeah, well, I, I I wanted to talk about this detail because yeah, this is on the flight, a nine-hour flight to the other side of the country, which also seems kind of a short flight, but maybe it's just me. Well, he 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 does uh, make it be one chapter, so it is pretty short in in relation. It is a pretty to short story. flight, but it's he describes it as so we're on the flight. I'm just sitting there going. He doesn't even seem like he's reading anything. I think he's just sitting there. Well, he said three movies played back. Three movies. You're right. So yeah, they're you know that's a good at least six hours, which are all missed a great chance to either make up titles of movies or reference something he saw in the newspaper. But it's like not until after he's watched three movies, seemingly that yeah, what's it? Caroline goes is. Your 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 aunt visited you when you were four. You don't remember right much. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, did she ever give you anything, anything of an, of interest? And he's like, no, I don't remember. And she's like, mm. and she just goes back to work. I was like, this is kind of late to ask right, that question. Right. Like, 
This this should have been a in home in America conversation. But, well, she's already got the precious. She's got the precious cargo, which is the head and the boy. The, no, the child. <laughs> the, yes, the head. Yeah. The head is important too. But she seemed to be in control of that already. You know, she's the right. one that brought it over to him. Right. Right. That but was she's a lore. got. It's well, it's true. But they also aren't aware of the. They don't seem to be aware of the heads. In, well, I guess they are. The head's importance is strange in this. They they give it as a gift. And this is jumping ahead for a second. You find out that the heads can reveal if you have magic. Well, it right? it, it uh, uses it connects with his magic. The head. Yes, but yes. He, they and and she reveals this to him that he has jungle magic. Right? She just straight up says. Does it she to him. say it right away that he has jungle magic? It's pretty. I think shortly after they land. Yes. They have a conversation about how yes. it's right at, Mark, yes. Mark has jungle magic, yes. and it's like, oh, that's new. That's news to me. I mean, it's, I, I mean, really nice tactic here, you know. Come up, show up with a gift, be like, hey, we got to go back to the jungle, abduct the child, and then freaking tell him a lie and be like, hey, you you got greater purpose, man. He gets, like, this he is gets, like he gets oh, reverse, on the yeah. road to the cult. This is like on the on the ride to the cult building. <laughs> yeah, he gets reverse Harry Potter in this. He gets the cool yes. part after the kidnapping. <laughs> You're a yeah, jungle magic, yes. Harry. <laughs> There's just one detail on the plane. I always pick up on little stuff from RL's life that you mm-hmm. can tell annoys him. And he puts it in as little details. <laughs> and the one little detail today, because you could, you know, he flew a lot. He was flying to New York to do to do his 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 meetings with his publisher. I'm sure. Uh, and sure. He, you know, he had to fly. And he talks about how she has difficulty opening the plastic thing around her utensils. And I'm just like, I just know that RL hated those little plastic condoms that they put around the, the, the utensils and yeah I, I love finding little details like that where you well just, his fingers were all worn down and calloused from, from all the writing typing yeah. typing on a freaking uh typewriter and then he tried to open those things and the calluses would just slip would, around would the, pop open the plastic <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to use the fork to stab through the plastic yes <laughs> can you imagine rl just sitting on a plane fuddling with plastic stuff where just complaining and grumbling the whole I time. I imagine just like really I imagine RL sitting alone on a plane that's empty crying a lot. I yes. think about that a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a sad vision I have every time I read one of these books. While we're talking about plane travel, I do want to call up for whatever reason this cliffhanger that really bothered yeah. me in a, an annoying way of so they let, they get off their con, you know continental mm-hmm. flight or whatever intercontinental yeah. flight. Oh yeah, well we're going to uh, Banana Boat mm-hmm. Island, Baldora. Mm-hmm. Where we we gotta get on a separate jet and you meet like his name's like Theodore. I can't oh, remember. He, he never comes Ernesto. back. Ernesto. Yeah. Ernesto, thank you. He he never comes back into the story at no. all. He's like he's flying him there. It's unsure if like he's a if he's an employee of this place or what. But he's flying them there and he's like, oh hey, Chad, uh, per, you know what? You're, you just said he never comes back, and I agree. Real quick, we'll get we'll come back to this. They set up a detail when they land in on the island that it's an hour flight from the mainland. That is a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. to have some tension where you have to call Ernesto for an escape and they never they never yeah. use that. They never use that. Sorry, go ahead. It, 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 no, exactly. I was feeling that same thing of like, you want to feel tension that you're either trapped here or it's going to be hard to get away. Mm-hmm. But Ernesto does the... Not even a good version of a prank where as they're flying over, he's like, all right, well, I don't know how to land this plane, so... You're gonna have to jump. Get to jumping. Get to jump, and it's like it's not even close to a believable like cliffhanger lie. Like if you're gonna pull the prank, have a fake parachute that you hand to the kid. You know, to put a little. Hey, yeah, have him open the door a little bit. Have him put go a little through. effort into it, Ernesto. <laughs> this is where I'll go. The next step is RL or whoever wrote this 
is you're already realizing you're not going to use our Nesto anymore. Have the plane actually go down. You know what? Like, like have have our Nesto. Let's say our Nesto's drunk, and 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 he's like, I can land this thing easily, and he can't. And the plane like burns out. Ernesto just dies. But the but the kids and Caroline survive, and you're like, yeah, we're trapped on the island now. We can't get off, or what? Like, I love your dark details, Chad. Your dark additions. To I this. just I'm just looking for any or the kid friendly version of that, uh-huh. where oh the engine went out. I didn't put enough water in it. That's how engines work. And then oh uh, okay, then now we're stuck here for the rest of the week. I, like you're saying, Paul, any sort of way to like add stakes to uh-huh, the story. Yeah, but 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 they do land. They get to the island. And uh, or is it an island? It's the yes. jungle. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a jungle island. And they go to the uh, the the facility, the the camp. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Chad, why don't you take it from here, Chad? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, they they land in an area that yeah they say there's like the they put they built the air runway mm-hmm. next to their facility. So this seems like there is no other civilization other than this scientific expedition and the huts they have built uh and like cool welcome to baladora island Mm -hmm. and as pretty quickly we find out that uh there are a few uh other folks there is carolyn's brother Mm -hmm. uh dr hollings i believe hawking hauling no no, you're right it is hollings i just kept reading it as hawking i kept wanting to call him hawkins and i had to write it down because i was like no it's not i know you took the name hawkins and changed Mm -hmm. the letter rl but Mm -hmm. it's hollings uh, and his daughter Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I like that you call her Kareem. Uh, I, co- I kept reading it as Kareem. Yeah, I, I could not figure out. It's K A R E E N. I have no idea what white girl has this name. Kareem is what I'm going to call her from now. Kareem. 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 Hmm. And maybe she's not. I just assume she's like everyone in these Goosebump books are white in my mind. Um, but I think she, that's a good assumption typically for these. And like, years. oh, maybe there'll be a, a little bit of a, a a fun jungle romance. No, not at all. It's just you know. He has a daughter named Kareem. And right. they, they inform Mark that, yes, well, um, a detail we didn't tell you about back on the U.S. is your aunt's been missing for weeks. And this is where you're talking about, Don, when you talk about the jungle magic of. And we think you can help us find it with jungle magic. We need help. Right. We need you to find your aunt. And already any sort of sense of, like, maybe these guys are going to help us should go out the window because there's no reason not to mention that to anyone back in america well that, yeah i love that they're like your mother wouldn't be able to handle this but mark you the child who uh woke up in the middle of the night from a nightmare uh can definitely handle the uh, psychological ramifications of your aunt being missing in a jungle yeah and this is where i was really craving like i get it's supposed to be ambiguous but they just say that they just keep referring to an event that the book never details in any way of when mark was four his aunt came to visit, and she did something. She somehow uh-huh. gave jungle magic, and yes. it is it is vague beyond the point of like I don't know if she literally like put a totem up his butt or like whispered mm-hmm. a secret password mm-hmm. up his ear. It is vague to the point that I was annoyed. <laughs> I have to just say that you went to sodomy and children <laughs> immediately. Okay, really okay. Quickly. all right, all right, okay, all right. So. <laughs> 
Well, how else can you can you hide a thing in on a on, on a child? You sprinkle you sprinkle jungle dust. Oh sure, you sprinkle okay. You sprinkle dust jungle dust. You know, hey there, little kid, and you rub their head, and you, that's when you exchange. Okay, the or thing. you feed them a you feed them a cursed cookie, Chad. Anything that sticks them <laughs> up their butt. <laughs> um, I I also want to say real quick, uh, jungle magic. Uh, can you come up with like a cooler name oh, than Jungle Magic? It's also capitalized yes. the entire time. Every time it's Jungle Magic, capital J, capital M, treat it with respect. There's a TM afterward, Jungle <laughs> yes. Magic trademark, that we're right. turning this into a franchise. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite Prince it's- song? Mine's Jungle Magic. Jungle Magic, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it could have just used a li- I, it just seemed like something he was planning on finding and replacing at some point and uh, never did. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Ah, that's easy enough for kids to understand." I, yeah. think, he, I yeah. think at one point he's like, "Well, I already have used Kali Ma or Kali uh, for the name uh-huh. of the magic word. I can't call the jungle magic Kali." Uh. Yeah, right. So, so after he after he is introduced to the uh, fact that Aunt Brenna, uh, yeah, Benna, Aunt Brenna, Benna, Benna, yeah, again, he's just Benna, taking Aunt random Benna. letters out of names in this book. Yeah, I'm a little confused, but anyway, we got it. We're we're going here. Aunt Benna is missing, and as soon as he learns that, he does he go into a cave? Oh yeah, it's like a research. It's like a research area where uh, Aunt Benna had been working, and she had like discovered a bunch of stuff in this cave. And he he's like, oh, I'm gonna go in this. This I think it's a cave. I I, I thought it was a shack. Yeah, there's like a bunch of little like little cabins that they stay in and he's staying in, he's yeah. in his cabin just thinking about the fact it's actually kind of a nice transition he has uh he's hanging out with kareen going through the jungle and she's showing him stuff and bugs and, and creatures and they're like laying in a tree on on the branches staring up at the sky and then it like hard cuts i can imagine it visually in like a film way like he's like looking up at the sky and then it like hard cuts to him like like looking up at the ceiling in his bedroom like thinking about how he's gonna find his aunt it's actually kind of a nice little transition that he does there and he wakes up at night uh dom and i think this is what you were thinking awake worrying about how he's gonna find his aunt and he can't sleep and he decides to get up and go look around and see what he could see in this area at night and he and he goes into her tent and and then he does he it, uh, does he fantasize? Like, this is is it a hallucination? Oh, I, see. That- I thought it was real, but I mean, it, it could be a hallucination, Dom. Because the way you're describing because it, because it goes it goes from scary moment to him just reading his aunt's diary. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, is it real? The part that I thought was most hallucinationy, if, if anything, was and it, it really threw me was Mark sees again. I thought this was outside, but it's like on his way there, he sees a giant pile of shrunken heads. Like, like right, hundreds yeah. of hundreds of heads on heads. Uh, mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, creepy. Because it's also like, yeah, it was, who's, just, who's just putting a pile here? But like, they're just keeping shrunken heads, I guess. But like. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're preserving them at all or taking care of them. They're in a pile. But also only his shrunken head is important. Yes. These people are like kids that got too many toys for Christmas. And they just have a pile of them sitting outside now because they have nowhere to keep them. And they're just. They have totally ruined the preciousness of a shrunken head to themselves. It's not a. It's not special anymore. Here is my best guess. They the backstory they don't say is they the the evil researchers are looking for the special uh, uh, shrunken head, mm. and over time, after they found the right one, they're just like, "Well, we have these yeah. other shrunken heads. What do you want to do with them? I don't know. Put them in the closet, I guess. Like we don't want to throw them, the them away." 
And the closets, noted in the book, are very small. Ran out of closet space. Fuck it. The closet's filling up. Every time I open the door, the heads all roll out. They get everywhere. Yeah. Throw them outside. Can we, we should we get a, it's like a it. compost heap. Yeah, yeah. It's like a compost <laughs> heap. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the, but the heads glow, and I don't think it's an illusion. I think he actually sees them glow because we find out later that there's magic imbued in these heads. Uh, and he does end up in back inside the main science area where they do their science, and he finds his aunt's books and begins to read through them. He goes, oh, let me go check the book for the time that she came to visit me and see if she wrote anything down about our visit. And then he finds... Yeah, to see, to see if that where he got the jungle magic. Yes, That's where, what he says. Yes, He's uh-huh. like, I'm going to find out when I got this jungle magic. This cool jungle magic I have, yeah. So Mark goes through his, his book <laughs> under just the vague chapter of summer looking for answers of the night his aunt snuck something in him or his room while he was sleeping. Either, either spoke words to him Gave him a cursed cookie or stuck something up his butt. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, Chad seems to be really hard on the idea that you can only transfer magic to someone by Anally. inserting someone into their <laughs> I, body. I buy that more than you can just whisper a secret in someone's ear and they have magic. That somehow seems... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, uh, if you stick a stick in his ear, okay, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> just whisper, no, I can't buy it. I do not believe in magic osmosis. Magic must be transferred through fluids. If in the you body. told me there's a magic suppository, if you get, if if Dom, if you gave me like a soul <laughs> gem, and you were like, as long as your 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 blood vessels are are close to it, you'll be able to uh-huh. draw the magic power. I'll be like, okay, so there's only a couple places I could put this, and I would understand. But if you're like, <laughs> Chad, Chad, you don't believe in the power of astrology, but you do believe in the power of healing crystals, is what you're saying. Kind of, yeah. I imagine the power of, of blood transference is what I'm saying, I guess. Uh, sure, okay, yeah. Uh, so he opens the, the book and finds out that she hypnotized him, I guess, yes. even though he was sleeping, and that's why he well, doesn't remember it. I don't know if they fully go into the details, but she does talk about how she gave him a, a magic uh, ability. But she I don't think she goes into too much detail because she quickly talks about how uh, Carolyn and Dr. Uh, what's his name? Hollings. Hollings. Are trying to murder her. Yeah. And they're trying. <laughs> they have different plans for the island and they want to murder her and she has to escape. And she. Ha- oh, no. She she talks about it. She put the magic into him, but he has to stay. And she I'm quoting here. He has to stay 4000 miles away. What? Exactly. Okay, so cool, cool. Love this idea, right? It is. Mm-hmm. It is the Indiana Jones three of uh, yes. Of I, I gave the book to Indy, hoping he'll find the secret. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, he brought it right back to me and the Nazis, right? Yes. In the best uh-huh. version of that. But she's saying, "I'm worried for my life. I will fly to America and bury the secret, and then go back into danger." Yes. But then she's just like hiding in the woods. Yeah, she disappears on them. She's not, like, fighting back against the foresters or anything. She's not, like, if, if this would have been, like, oh, I am working with the, quote, natives. I'm trying to think. Of, I don't know if that's the best appropriate term, but the natives the, the of this land. Pe- yes. The indigenous mm-hmm. people. Thank you. The indigenous people to ha- help them fight to hold their land right. and and I'm integrated into their society. She's not. She's literally just, like, living, we'll learn in a second, like, living in a cabin in the woods Without anyone else doing nothing, it seems like, other than doing more research, I guess? I, yeah, there, yeah, there's no hints as to what she's doing there, is there? She's just kind of hanging out, right? And she's like, I'll, jungle magic will live in the memory of my nephew, who will randomly yell a jungle magic phrase when he plays video games. I guess I that's should, like what... It's a, it, 
it's a really bad plan. Like, yeah. you know, so th- what what is revealed in this diary as well is that uh, ben, uh, Aunt Benna's partners have decided to use jungle magic to destroy the jungle. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. just the bro- that's just the broad plan. Maybe there's some Captain Planet kind of you know environmentalism yeah. that is in this book that it isn't really spelled Th- Dom, out there is uh, there is one part uh where kareen tells mm-hmm. mark that her dad wants to uh mine the 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 uh planet for like minerals or something like that like rare rare earth minerals uh, but that okay but so there's money to be that's had. loose i mean so again i don't know that that's very clearly explained uh i think both plans are pretty poorly thought I, out. I, I like the idea that somebody was a scientist and they were like i can't make money off any of this <laughs> and be like, well there is all that there's all those gems over there right yeah i can't do anything <laughs> what if i used magic to destroy the world so that i can like even the logic of that is like if you had access to magic wouldn't you find a better way to make money can't you just magic <laughs> the minerals out of the out of the jungle maybe yes that's that's yeah, what i thought would be like out. the answer should have been when the wording shouldn't have been looking for minerals it should have been like there's resources here he wants and then you realize that hollings wants jungle magic to become like an aztec king you know what i mean like he, uh, he yeah, wants power to, he wants power he wants actual yeah. power he's not gonna like try to sell it to nestle call back shoot my nestle nestle basketball there it is yeah, yeah yeah there it is right right but instead, he's like, I no, it, I Chad. want to be able to talk to the animals, walk with the animals. Uh, uh, Dr. Doolittle powers. Dr. Doolittle, now in theaters. <laughs> Please pay us. Again, again. <laughs> like, wasn't it, was it the last Dr. Doolittle reboot and subsequent sequels? Like, wasn't that enough? I thought that was enough. <laughs> there was another one? I don't even remember. Wow. Yeah, they did Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. Oh, they did yeah, two of them. that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they're like, "Now nah, we're gonna go back to just like this weird guy with a top." Get Iron Man in there, because <laughs> like Doctor Doolittle, yeah, get Iron Man in there, because Doctor Doolittle was very much like the Nutty Professor. How they how they adapted that to be like kind of like a weird, real world practical, right? Kind of like this guy works in a laboratory and this happened. It was an accident. It's like this guy's a veterinarian and now he can talk to animals some for some right. reason, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I think he's a veterinarian, but anyway, yeah. So the, <laughs> the the plans, the plans here, the plan of the bad guys, the plan of the good guy, it doesn't really make much sense. But it's got us in the jungle with shrunken heads, so I guess that's enough. Yeah. So he discovers <laughs> that they're gonna, they're trying to to he thinks kill his aunt and use him because he has them. He he susses it out. He he sciences it his way through it. Figures out that he has the curse or the magic inside of him, the jungle magic, and that they've brought him here in order to have him uh, search out his aunt and, I guess, uh, take advantage of this island for its powers. And he decides, I better flee. Uh, and he runs He runs to uh, to leave and uh, bumps into Kareen, who he, te- he tells uh, her that his, her parents are evil or her dad is evil. She says, no, they just have uh, opposing views, but you're right. You should find your aunt. And <laughs> yeah, they just have economic anxiety. They're uh, both sides. <laughs> uh, and there are heroes and villains and on both sides. There are heroes and villains on both sides, <laughs> and we need to see. We, but I will help you. I, I've decided I will help you. And uh, I've decided to back Biden. You know, uh, 
Look, I think we should be I think we should be more centrist about this. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh based on the New York Times endorsement, uh Goosebuds endorses all Democratic candidates for uh president. Um No, no. no I no. I retract I I'm retracting my name from this document. <laughs> uh, I think the part that 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 really threw me on not rooting for Mark anymore is as soon as Kareen for the second time after we know what's at stake, she goes, no, my dad's not evil. They, yeah, they just disagree on some things like, you know, she knows what's going on here. Like, yeah, she's not just a naive. Uh, I idolize my dad. She's aware of what the situation is and is right. choosing the wrong side. She could not be trusted. She's, but then she's parsing. She's parsing words here very heavily. She's but not, Mark's telling her everything. She's tightrope walking this one. Pretty. And it's pretty obvious. And I think if Mark had actually, like, had a crush on her or something, I would have helped buy why impressionable teenage boy just goes like, oh, sure. I'll tell you the secret word. And here's the the head that she gave me and everything. Sure. Not the head. Sure. That's weird phrasing. The shrunken head that she gave me. Uh, yeah, here here you go. And instead, she just, he just spills it. He spills it. He, he, he tells it all, Clarissa. Right. Well, for, he doesn't tell the secret incantation yet. So she takes him to the jungle. He does. No, not right away. Not right away. Because he ta- she takes him to the jungle to flee, and he flees, and she leaves him with a with a flashlight and tells him to go out, and she'll tell her dad that she doesn't know what happened, and he can escape. And he goes into the jungle, and he falls asleep, oh, yeah. and the next morning, he wakes up covered in red ants. And it's some good horror imagery here. They're mm-hmm. biting at him. They're crawling all over his hair and on his thing. And he gets up and the- <laughs> one is choking him. One is one, yeah, one has <laughs> one its- tiny little like red ant it's hand with, is with, choking with him. Ten times. It's, with I was gonna ten say it's incredible. It's choking. <laughs> incredible ant strength that's using it to choke him. And he's being choked out, and he squeezes out Kalila and begins to magically uh, expulse uh, or repulse the. Uh, the the ants from his body with the with the magic of uh, of jungle and uh, and and curses them off of his body and he realizes I do have jungle magic and then he quickly <laughs> goes deeper into the jungle and falls into quicksand and, and then realizes I can use my kali la uh, go ahead Dom hold on a second I just want to say this as he realizes after the ants he says. I had jungle magic and didn't know it. The word Kali Ah was the key that unlocked it. It had helped me get rid of the gross red ants. Would it help me lead would it help lead me to Aunt Benna? Yes, I cried out loud. Yes. <laughs> He's just having a conversation with himself. Brain and mouth having a conversation. I I also it's, it's, loved how much this was where other than the red ants, I don't think it was in the video game. The events of the jungle are actually like a lot of them are in the video game, which I really yes. dug. Well, that's what thi- that's the thing. Video games train you for for, <laughs> for murder for situations <laughs> for like it's, this. It's, yeah, for it's, murder. It's, Video it's, games train you. It, it's the same thing with Call of Duty and uh, you know any upcoming. Yes, yeah, so if you play Call of Duty, you can go straight to war if you need to. I just got to say yes. that Joe Biden today, I don't know if you guys, but just literally just said that video games train you for murder. Oh, no, I saw that. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, an interview with like Silicon Valley people. And it's like, they're just training video games to kill people. Uh, he's just talking, you know, he's just, it's just what, what's on his decaying mind. You guys remember, you guys remember when, you guys remember, when, you guys remember Corn Pop? I miss Corn Pop. I love, I love Corn, corn Pop. Pop. Yes. Oh, coming back to Corn I Pops, wish, baby. I wish Corn Pop had lived. And not <laughs> I wish Corn Pop had loved Joe. I wish he would have loved I, that day. I don't know if I can endorse that on an audio podcast 
as uh, <laughs> the, the NSA and the CIA will take us down because... Uh... Hey, everyone. I just want to go ahead and say that Joe Biden, you know, he might be a good president one day. <laughs> Yeah, or or just censor out the verb of Kevin that Dan said. Uh, Dan, the Dom said of I hope corn pop blanks. Uh, Joe Biden. I wish he had. I wish he had blanked Joe Biden. It's not That's poss- what I said. It's not possible for it to have happened because he's dead. There's no jungle magic to bring him back. Chad, There's still no. okay. So back to jungle magic. Uh, <laughs> The, the 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 connection of the video game in this one is that, and I thought it was going to pay off in a little bit more connected way, was that when they play Jungle King, the video game, mm-hmm. uh, Mark's sister loves just diving into the quicksand and into the sand, die, yeah, and dying, which is like kind of dope. It's kind of it's it's that joke from uh, uh, what's the Simon Pegg show? Uh, 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 squatters, uh, doubles, uh, space. Oh oh. Spaced, yeah. Space where they like enjoy, they intentionally like to drown Laura Croft with their depressed kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like that. I'm like, cool. Now it's paying off. But he is in the quicksand, right? He is he is mm-hmm. falling down, and he tries to use jungle magic on the quicksand. Yes. And he does. and I he never has a moment where he goes, oh well, sand's not alive. So uh, this is a good right. Work. He never it's, thinks about that. But the but the crazy thing is so like okay maybe the jungle maybe the in in using his jungle magic with the red ants maybe he shook them off his body no he was truly magically repulsing them because as he's caught in the sand he does his jungle magic and he summons vines to rescue him from the sand yeah it gets kind of like this, it gets this magical as fuck it gets magical and deviant arty as fuck uh, yes oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and and the vine. I mean, if he really wanted to, he could he could he could control those vines to you know hold him and and pet him if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, but you know, he's got an aunt Benna to he's find. He's got stuff so, to do. Yeah, he's he's he he he. And uh, what's the next one? He runs into a, a, tiger? a tiger. So so yes. a, in the game, it's a rhinoceros, Chad. I wish he had just done the rhinoceros. I, I know it's so weird that he didn't. Stuff. It's really he, weird. He does a tiger, uh, and I, you know, it's funny because Dom, when he says, yes, I do have magic, yes, in my head, I imagined, like, if I were directing this as, like, a movie again, I imagined him saying that, and the next scene is him uh, completely torn apart uh, and eviscerated, and his dead face <laughs> sitting there, and a tiger, and a tiger just eating his body, and then... So as credits roll, as credits slowly roll, as credits slowly. fade, fa- image fades. We hear the tiger eating that fades, and then taps play. And then taps play. <laughs> he he just at his death rattle is just Kali La, Kali La, and then at the very end, but instead, but instead, instead he uses Kali La to somehow make the earth split in twain and he falls inside of it and escapes the uh, clutches of the tiger. Yeah, which um, is a, yes. it's a strange rule in that like, okay, you think jungle magic is, oh, you're able, you have Tarzan powers. You can communicate with animals. Right. And but it's plants, almost, it's yeah. like a, it's like a D&D spell that only has like on, on animals of into, in level three and lower that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this tiger yes. is too too strong, so it's just let's open the earth instead to swallow me and whole. Shoves him inside of it. Yes, it shoves him inside the earth to hide him from the tiger, and it works. Uh, and then 
Luckily, Kareen shows up and tells him that he, she's been following him, which, if she's been following him, implies that she watched him fall into a pit of sand <laughs> <laughs> and just held back and was like, oh, no. Wait, let's see what happens here. <laughs> and just yeah, walk. let's see this jungle magic. <laughs> yeah, and implies that she did that. Uh, same with the tiger. Uh, she grabs a vine because he can't use his jungle magic to call down a vine again. Uh, his 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 magic rules uh, are very very uh, odd and and not. Um, uh, they don't follow a line of logic that are, is easy to follow. Uh, and no, I do. I do want to just point yes. out before we just this is just. I I think this is important to see how the writers write to the children mm-hmm. when they talk about the ground being bring being opening up so that he could avoid the tiger. Mm-hmm. To my horror, the ground was shaking. To my horror, I heard a deafening rip sound, like Velcro being torn apart, mm-hmm. only a thousand times louder. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, Velcro, kids got Velcros on their shoes. Okay, let's they go. They can understand this. Yeah. I also assume that was his organs and entrails just being ripped out. I was like, yes, kill the kid. That would have been, again, to go right to my ending, dun, 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 with the uh, taps playing would have been beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what's What's interesting is, uh, he falls onto his elbows and knees here. So we have a RLism uh, in this book, which I think points mm-hmm, to the fact mm-hmm. that RL did indeed write this one. What the O's? He may have. The O. That one. And, oh, and the O's. Well, there's O's. He he let, he does the O, but he he moans. He lets out a long moan. But he falls onto his elbows and knees. Falls hard onto his elbows mm-hmm. and knees again. Yeah, this is a signature. That's a signature RLism. Um, but anyway, so she gets him out of there. They escape, and she says, "Oh, you you do have the magic. This is crazy." And he tells her about the word. He tells her about Kalila here. He says it to her, and he says, "If I say it, my uh, my head lights up, and it and it points the way to my aunt." So he they continue to follow it uh, all the way to finding his aunt in the shack, into the Jack Shack. Yeah. Oh, yes. She she follows. Uh, they follow the light of the uh, Kalila eyes uh, to his aunt's Jack Shack. Or a mm-hmm. sl- oh yeah, well it should be noted. It should be noted that uh, you know uh, Walt Disney loved tiki like kind of culture, kind <laughs> oh, of yeah. double culture. Oh, yeah. So Jack Shack's you know kind of a tradition. This is what I was assuming Dom was going to connect the dots. Yeah, okay. Traditional like, hut. Another yeah. another thing he brought. He he freaking you know brought to white people. You know? A fucking hot hut. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, in his in his crazy aunt's uh, uh, sequestered asylum shack, that I guess she's she's building these, right? Like these are her. She made it herself. Yeah. Oh, it's handmade. Yes, that's very clearly they by the way it's described. It has leaves as a roof, a thatched roof. It has uh, no windows, but you can see through it because the the sticks she used to fashion it are not perfectly hewn and and assembled together. It's very very handmade. And and, and she's like, oh my god. It's it's you, Mark. I I can't believe I even. She even calls it out. I was like, I can't believe I recognized you, even though I only saw when you were four. She says but, it really weird too. She says, "I can't believe I even recognized you," which is like, <laughs> I, like I I didn't like. Couldn't you just said like I didn't? I did, I did. <laughs> yeah, that was like a first. That was like, let me just write the sentences and I'll revise <laughs> yeah. it later. And it did not get revised. It was never revised. It was very oddly put. Uh, and uh, and there's another one. There's another one early on where they talk about. Um, she's talking about the island, and she's like, "Oh, my aunt's on the island," and she's like, "She sure is okay." 
And I was like, what the fuck? Who talks like that? <laughs> <laughs> Who talks like that? But yeah, that's that, 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 that's someone writing. That's someone writing. He's like, okay. And then they say something, okay? And we keep going. <laughs> yes, yeah. But so, so it, you know, it's revealed. She, she tells him, yes, I did put magic into you. Uh, I, I hypnotized you as a child uh, for some reason. Um, and, <laughs> I could have told and, my sister about this, who I trust very much. I could have told right, my sister, who would who would have not been easily uh, fooled and lured to an island by uh, presence and the the promise of adventure. I could have told my sister, and it would have been safe. No, I gave it to my young child. Instead, I whispered nephew. it in a baby's ear. Yeah, so I, w- I stuck it up a baby's butt and <laughs> and left and, and wiped my hands and walked away. Uh, and so so she does this. Kareen, heel turn instantly, calls her dad. Her dad <laughs> is around the corner, yeah. fucking pulls a gun. <laughs> pulls a gun and rounds them up. <laughs> rounds them up and shoves them in the hut and makes them and holds them hostage overnight in the hut. Mm-hmm. And then they take and then they take them back to the compound the next day and tell them, We're going to boil you. Yeah, that was and, insane. That was insane. Like it just ratchets up. The insanity ratchets up uh he he's fucking brandishing a gun a silver pistol and is (laughs) waving it in the face of 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 mark and his aunt a giant pot of boiling water in front of them yes they come out to a giant pot of boiling water i just assumed that they were going to make a looney tune stew out i thought so too i wanted to see where mark mark the my favorite bugs bunny joke where he like Lowers his tail into the water and he's like, oh, hot, 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 that Karen knows the words anyway, um, and that they're going. I don't. I don't know. There's. No, it's not really clearly explained what their process of why they need to boil their heads. This. This importantly was really throwing me. I had to read through the chapter again, and maybe then I still missed it. When they first get cornered by Hollings, when Kareen, the obvious backstabber, goes, "Dad, over here! I found yeah. them, and we we decided to mm-hmm. let you run free so that you would lead us to your aunt." Uh, yes. She immediately goes. Well, don't worry, Dad. I know the secret word, and the secret word is. And then Mark covers her mouth, and, right? And then she doesn't say the word to them for like another two chapters. And it the yeah. whole time I'm like, is she still being like restrained, or is because they're walking and like going to other built? Maybe I missed a detail, but it felt like the jig is up, and they and she still didn't say open sesame. Yeah, it's just like as soon as you know, point the gun at him again, right? And then just take the hand off the mouth and then say the words. I don't know. What's crazy about the ending of this book is that they introduce the pot of water and then it's they're about to get put into the pot of water, but he needs to find, because like the head, the shrunken head, gets discarded in the pile of heads. Yeah, he goes to use the magic. She, she gives him the signal to use the magic, his aunt, and he goes to do it. And then the the dad knocks the the hand out of his out of, or the head out of his hands into the pile of heads, Dom, as you said, mm-hmm. and it's discarded. And so he's got to find the right head, yeah. and he does. How does he do it? B- 
because Jessica scratched it at the beginning. I of the did book. like and that. So he finds the scratch. Good job, RL. Good job setting something up but, early. But and here's here's it. the thing. It's it's, it's it, chapter twenty eight. Is the pot is hissing? He needs to find the head. Which one is the right head? Mm-hmm. Chapter twenty nine. He finds the head. Right. He everything is resolved, and it's the end of the book. Like that. This is the the end of the book is the very next chapter. There's like. It's, there's like the separation for like and a day passed. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on, Dom. You do, you skipped over a cool detail where it, which is he performs witchcraft upon. The... No, no, no. Surely, okay. surely. I just wanted to speak about <laughs> okay. the fact okay. that it's okay. that it's that it's that it, it, it we go from like where where's the head to okay the book's over. <laughs> right, right. It's very <laughs> the denouement is is a little quick in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but go ahead. Let, let's talk about the witchcraft. He, he finally finds the head. He holds it up. Kalea. He says. And they all are shrunken horrifically Why? into mice who flee into the jungle, only to probably be eaten very quickly as they're by snakes. By snakes. <laughs> by, because he's definitely talked about snakes being in these woods a lot throughout all of the chapters. But of it's book. not even that he turns them into mice. They are humans shrunk down? Yes. No, no, I think they're mice. Mouse-sized, mouse-sized, squeaking angrily in tiny mouse voices. Oh, they are humans. Oh, I thought they were actual mice. I like that even more that they're just tiny humans that are going to be eaten by snakes. And I guess it's because shrunken heads are shrunken. It can shrink other things. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Red ants are going to choke them. (laughs) (laughs) Red ants are going to pick them up and down and body slam them until they're dead. Uh, Yes, yes. You know what would have been actually really great uh, is is they talk earlier about like when before he realizes these obvious killers are here to, you know, torture him. He's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. and, and Kareen and and Dr. Killinger or whatever his name is, uh, Dr. Hollins, uh, mm-hmm. told me about a plant, like a Venus flytrap plant that'll totally clamp down on a bug for days. It should have been like he shrunk them down and then Dr. Hollins runs into one of those. It should have been like that. Oh yeah, that'd have been. You yeah, can't, can't have a pe- adults die like. Well, no, that they wouldn't be died. They they, 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 they die off. Yeah, they die off page like you know a day later. But he's just like trapped in a Venus flytrap. Oh, okay. Like I'll get you, Mark. They would. You would. They should have gotten put inside of one of those plants, and then you heard their tiny voices coming out of it. Yeah, then you know they're fine. It, like, I'm gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so here's the best part. The best part the is the ending. Okay. Is the very ending where uh, you know Aunt Benna says, "Keep the keep the shrunken head as a souvenir of your jungle. That that way you will always remember your jungle adventure. As if you forgot the time you shrunk people yeah. down to mouse size and they ran away she, and you almost got boiled. Yeah, and she also <laughs> um, she reverses the magic out of his head, which is cool. That's cool. That's she nice. dehypnotizes um, him. Yeah." But yeah, so so he's going to school the next day. He's he's going to school. He's taking his shrunken head to school. He can't wait to tell everybody about the shrunken head. And uh, he felt he feels the head move in his hand. It twitched, huh? I let out a gasp and stared down at it. The eyes blinked, then stared up at me. The lips closed and then opened again. Hey, kid! The head growled. Let me tell the part about the tiger. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. it. It it fucking looks at it looks at him and goes. Hey, where's the cream filling? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's of seriously, what happens, and then the book is over. I love that ending. Honestly, I do. I, th- I I think it's actually a pretty decent Goosebumps book. I found it interesting yeah. that because I had to buy it on Amazon to what read the PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, it, classic Goosebumps number ten. 
And I think this is appropriate for this to put this number 10 in the lineup of classic sure. Goosebumps books because it's actually like you get spooky imagery, mm-hmm. you get these little heads, mm-hmm. which are real things. Mm-hmm. You have probably the better version of Curse, Mummy's Curse. Yeah. And then, you know, you get this little freaking Goosebumps talking head at the oh, end yeah. for the twist ending. And if you look on the wiki page for this, uh, this Goosebumps book, you know they marketed the fuck out of this. There's mad squeezy heads that you could buy that were the little shrunken heads. Well, yeah, it adds the interesting challenge of oh, merchandising yeah. where how do we make particularly the Goosebumps shrunken head iconic? And it's just a shrunken head with a Goosebumps hat. Mm-hmm. It's the t- Oh, yeah, definitely. That's all it is. You put that G hat on there, you're good. Oh, yeah, you know it. Yeah, they. <laughs> the, how do we brand the t- the typical shrunken head? But they get the Jacobus uh, artwork really well in all the toys. They do a good job of like really capturing That's his, true. his vibe. The, 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 the cover is great. Even mm-hmm. Again, even though on the cover the head is the size of a basketball, it is a very nice, very nice p- cover. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so what do you give it? What, how many bumps? How many, how, do, how many shrunken heads do you give how I got my shrunken head? And that is how the book ends. It ends with... The title, which is he's going to go tell everyone how he got his shrunken head. I give this nine shrunken heads. Wow. I'm going to give it eight. I'm going to give it eight. I'm going to give it eight, eight shrunken great. heads. I'm going to so give great. it uh, six and a half of a head. I okay. agree. That it's a very good horror story. It takes too long to get to the jungle. But mm-hmm. I, I think I now upon looking back in a 1996 book over 20 years later, I it is feeling very remiss to not even like touch upon any of the culture or society or civilization in this jungle. You know what I mean? As opposed to just this kind of like certainly it's only about the white people who are. Yeah, there. I, I don't know. I just kind of wish like right. at least like Presumably one of white. one of this either the workers was a indigenous person and that, a connection to the the cult the magic of this like society. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too like. 2020 yeah, well, at towards least the it, mummy but... one at least the mummy one like it was like local people that their uncle was working with right yeah yeah there, and there's met and there's you can see the people yes. of egypt are like are are invested in what goes on with this tomb as opposed to this felt like five americans just running around in the jungle without any idea of what any of them are doing which is probably very I mean, appropriate, actually. That's very true. If you if you switch the magical item around to like I don't know a freaking bear's claw of some sort, this could just take place in, in the woods, <laughs> in the woods <laughs> for sure, in the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you know I'll move up to a solid seven. A solid seven. I gotta say, I gotta say eight on a goosebumps curve because sure. so many of these goosebumps books hit zero. You're fair. Or that's one. right. That's very fair. Sure. <laughs> on a curve, sure. it, on a curve, it's a nine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for your for your rating. Sure. On a curve, it's okay. a nine. A goosebuds curve. It's a okay. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I gotta say that was it wasn't a bad one. There was there was some scares. There was some at least forward momentum uh, and constant adventure. And uh, this one, I I don't know if I'm 100 percent positive this is the truth, but uh, I feel like this is the first one where a gun was brandished and used as a threat. Yeah. No way. No way. The gun a gun was used in Curse of the Mummy. I had the exact really? same thought. I thought there might be yeah. a gun pulled in the Mummy. I I was thinking about that one. Oh wow! Well, how come all the ones where they go to foreign countries, guns are used as? I guess because he's doing his best yeah, Indiana well, Jones. <laughs> well, 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 well. Um. 
Well, I also want to just call out that despite him having a gun, one of my favorite details in this book is that when Mark covers Kareen's mouth from stopping to say the magic word, he goes, mm-hmm. Aunt Run and Aunt uh what what's her name? God Benna. Aunt Benna. It's Benna, right? Benna. Aunt Benna yes. quote football mm-hmm. tackles uh Dr. Hollings and just knocks him into a wall. Yeah. She fucks him up. And I was like, okay, I guess we've won. Like, she took him out, and then they just kept running through the, yeah. And I don't know. I don't, yeah, Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how they get caught. I can't remember. I think they just kind of, like, just let it happen. It felt very, like, Scooby-Doo in that regard, where everyone's just kind of, like, in a set. And, like, well, you Mm -hmm. stop there, because I'm here now, and you can't leave, because I say, there's a lot of, like, just walking with no one being restrained or tied up, and, like, we're going to put you in this vat of wa- boiling water if you don't tell us. Like, how? Right, right. You need a a big, like, henchman or something? I don't know. It's it's, right. it's nitpicky. Yeah, you need a, yeah, where's the tough? We need a tough here. We, we, we need a Mandalay or something, you know, a, a big henchman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> a Mandalay. Uh, this reminded me a lot. I would just recommend if, if you read this book with us, of, of course, if you always do that, thank you. If you want something that's, like, not at all goosebumps, but another jungle adventure. I would dig up the the Venture Brothers episode where they go into the jungle and run into a Doctor Quim medicine woman and Nancy Drew parallel, uh-huh. and it's super fun and it's got all the jungle intrigue and magic you could ever want. It's a great episode, Venture Brothers. That's cool. Uh, I, oddly enough, I just watched uh, the Mummy, the two thousand one Brendan yes. Fraser oh, yeah. movie. So two big takeaways. Uh, that movie is so racist. Is it really? Uh, oh yeah, it's so racist. They have an Egyptian character who's. Uh, it's it's so bad. It's so bad. And Brendan Fraser's character. You learn nothing about him ever throughout the entire film. You don't learn a detail of why he's there, who he is, what does he like. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's such a bad movie. Um, who, but anyway, I just had to say that because we're talking about the mummy and uh, well, traveling yeah, I, to different places. I have a very, and, yeah, I, I have a very fond memory of the mummy. Is one of my favorite uh, kind of blockbusters. Who is uh, is the Egyptian character Benny, the like traitorous kind of assistant guy? There's that character, and then there's like another character who like smell like they make a comment that he smells bad at some point. Uh, it's bad. I'm going to go ahead and start plugging stuff because it's the end of the episode. We're wrapping this bad boy oh, yeah. up. Okay. Okay. So you oh, got to yeah. drop okay. by comfyjunior.com and get yourself <laughs> the Paperback Paradise Valentine's postcard set. You're going to want this. If you if you don't have a girlfriend, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a boyfriend, if you don't have a boyfriend, or if you have a non-binary partner, you're going to want to get some of this stuff. It's only $4. It's $6 shipped. You know it's good. You know you're going to laugh, and you're going to impress all your friends. So go ahead and stop by you're comfyjunior.com. Gonna- Paul, I'm talking talking <laughs> you're gonna laugh and you're gonna make out that's what's gonna happen i'm just saying <laughs> i just was i i was i i i had a good streak of like always having something weird to say uh there so i just kept going with it but thank you Paul. <laughs> you were doing great but i just wanted to let them know that no you did a great job you, you really and they're gonna you, make out you helped me out there or you, buy your or just make out with yourself you know what buy one for yourself and just treat yourself yeah, buy one oh, yeah. Your, for yourself and then have a romantic evening of whatever you want to do. Um, but uh, I was also on the Boys Bible Study podcast. Uh, I, I talk about yes. a 
uh, Jehovah's Witness movie. They make them, the Jehovah's Witnesses. And oddly enough, at the end of the movie, they have like a Q&A with the entire crew- cast about mm-hmm. like... You know, there's a guy who plays a bad guy in the movie. Like he's like a he's like a guy who's fallen from faith and now he does bad stuff. And he's like, it was uh-huh. hard for me to play this character because that's not me, you know. But you know, so it's pretty interesting. But yeah, you can find that if you just go ahead and search for Boys Bible Study. I think it's just boysbiblestudy dot com. Um, but yeah, beautiful. The, I'm on that podcast. Check it out. Cool. I'm gonna be uh, with pretend friends. At a convention, or not a convention, it's actually a festival Ooh. called Shreveport Music Fest uh, uh, from March 20, I believe it is March 25th through the 29th. And uh, we'll be performing a live recording of an episode of Pretend Friends, as well as doing a Q&A about podcasting there. So uh, come see me uh, at Nick and Josh from Continue and Kevin from Pretend Friends as, uh, as Pretend Friends there. It's free. <laughs> Gotta check that out. It's free. Out. The part the part that we're going to be a part of is free. Wait, it's what state like is S- that in? It's in Boise, Idaho. Boise, oh. Idaho. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be, I think it's like a South by Southwest situation where there's stuff going on all around town. And there's a thing called Story Fort, which is the tree. So Tree Fort Music Fest is the music festival. Story Fort is the part that we're a part of. And I believe the area where Story Fort is taking place is uh, open to the public. So you'll be able to come and just see us if you want to. You don't even sweet. have to pay any oh, money. That's, that's, so, very that's cool. so much fun for our Idaho friends. Our, Midwe- our Midwest audience. Yeah, if you're it's it's pretty far west. You can if you're in in Seattle or Portland or anywhere on the on the Pacific Northwest, you're uh, you're pretty close and pretty reachable. Salt Lake City. Wait, where's wait, where's Idaho? Idaho's pretty far west. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I yeah, I'm embarrassed. I forgot how far west Idaho is. I take that back. It's all it's a it's west, baby. It's up there, baby. So come and see us. Chad, what about what do you got? What do you got uh, to plug? Do I have Chad? anything cool? I just want to say how much I, by the way, I've been loving the new Pretend Friends season, and it's been a blast to oh. see you guys back in space. Hey, there's a there's a certain space bug that's got to show up soon. <laughs> uh, there's a certain big uh, big uh, brother space bug who should show up very soon. Uh, and Maybe. anything else that's coming out that's that's really cool? I mean, there's been new episodes of Unicated that dropped. I wrote some of those on. All the Hulu and CN apps, check those out. Any ones I didn't write, you, you, they're also great. They're also great episodes. <laughs> hey, you can find fucking chat on TV. Yeah, you could you could see a dumb cartoon I wrote. Um, everything else, uh, yeah, nothing coming up in the next uh, month, but I'm working on some stuff. It'll be very exciting for 2020. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, this was great. I had a great time. We had a great adventure in the jungle adventure. We were in the video game, Jungle Adventure. And now we have to say goodbye because we've got uh, we've got other things to do. Okay. And hey, one last shout out. If you want to, <laughs> Dom, this is important. This is important, Dom. One okay. last shout out. If you want to support the show and get access to bonus episodes and content, you go to patreon.com slash goosebuds. Uh, we're dropping new Camp Goosebuds uh, episodes. You can vote on which books we read, like this one. And we have an amazing community that interact on our Discord and on our Twitter. Uh, love you all. That's it. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.
Goosebuds is only possible because of the support of patrons like yourself. We want to thank Kale Clinton, Nathan Remick, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Devaldi, Joe, Hollis Hornbeak, Brian Hopgood, Buddy Morrill, Jeremy Lowe, Cameron Murphy Audio, Low Belly Hate Me, Clayton C, Zach Connor, David Gron, Anxious Serve, Fred Atkins, Reed Stubendiek, Burn, Your Rap Stepdad, Foolish for Deborah, Josh Robertson, Jake H, Michael McDowell, Joey Evans, Jordan Lockwood, Mickey C, Valhalla Black, Mike Lanteri, Carewise Gamgee, Nathan Dolezal, Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney, Nick Hinkle, Patreons underscore Donator Yo, Alecade, Cameron Hansen, Jared Mason, Swag Bumps, Nightmare at Camp Yolo Squire, Dude, you're going to get sued for copyright infringement, watch out, Jim Greaves, Mel Dipson, Tom Whitham, Natu Pearl Henderson, Danger Tits, Joshua Lopez, John the Howling Eye Duda, Zankeef, Llama Consultant, Afshin, Nicholas Johnson, Danky McStanky, Andrew Jadzak talks to Joe Para about Goosebuds. Aw, good. Jennifer Britton, Etonamore, Aaron T. Strunk, General Lee Depressing, Brendan Roudenbush, Goose Time, Dango Twists, Lord Cornwallis, My Pal Stephen Daniels. That's so sweet. Andrew Evans. Victor. Cardamom Birkenbino. Brian Wells. Elizabeth Steenweg. Zentacles. Lady Stoyweaver. Drew Applegate. Yeah, yeah. Becca McWilliams. Carter Glass. Stealth Bates. Chase N. Jonas Blatterman. Daddy's Happy Apple Boy. Joseph Miranda. Boss Gerritsen. Patrick Reynolds. Chris Pittman. Robert Moon. Dan. Scott Colopy. Dylan Eads. Jason Crooker. Just Garrett, John Keaty, Yaplin, Third Sergio, Lee Wood, Christina Doling, Donko Eight, Clay Castle, Egg Baby, Colin and I wear Billabong. <laughs> uh, who's Colin? Is Colin your friend, or am I, am I just included in it? Colin, did you make me say I wear Billabong? Hey, fellas, we're all smelling real good. Miguel Pardo. Please let me go home. I don't want to read names anymore. Appreciate the donation, but not a chance. I want to keep reading all your wonderful names. Still a pretty decent dog, generally speaking. Calf. Buff Cat. Joe. Remember to save early and often. Scott. Calamity Carl. Matt. The Half-Court Warlock Bachelor. Dylan McCann. Paul Grasso. Germ Juice. Trans Rights. Jonas Evan Voldson. Walter Frazier. Sean Minogue. Ishak Arafin. SNES Chalmers. Would it be Super Nintendo Chalmers, though? You should let me know. Maddie. Matthew Internet Conspiracy Detectives. Alan G. Jessup. Reinfected. Jacob the Rough Handed. Sniggy Van Peepers. Nick Johnson. Taylor Dierks. Arachnid Delight. The Puerto Rican Dream. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Tyler Penner. Scotty Pippen, Alan Saylor, Stephen Day, Chosen One, Kate and Franklin, Gregory D. Warren, Chip Handsome, James Roy, Dak Prinky, Mikey Jello, Dr. Worm, Sam Hash, Jared Nutty, Aiden Alexander Dice, Matt McClellan, Alexander Dice, R.L. Slink, Alistair Perez, Stink Lich, oh no, Brandon Coulter, Zach Bush, Dylan Vaughn, Adam Morocco, Jin K, Jeremy Bowser, Jonas Engman, J.R. Chip, Rich Hilborn, Living in a Dog Dom's Nightmare, one, two, three, four, Toothless, Barry the Whistler Bostowitz, Nathan Whitmore, Trendy Moron, Plushy Pal, Joshua Jacobwitz, 
Ryan Carroll, Justin Wagman, Sadie Kitson, two in the slink, one also in the slink, all three in the slink then. Comfy System, I Wish R.L. Stein Were My Dad, Megan McCormick Mason, Cardboard Walk, Andrew Barrow, Connor Church, Hood Lemon, Frank N. Stein, Horse McPowers, Goblin Library, Manuel Aviles, Leviathan, Ninja Breadman, Ryan Shell, S. Tommy Obligatory Holiday Name Change, Hoey. Should've done done like a, I don't know, like a Valentine's Day, Tommy? Could've done something, it's fine. I'm happy with what you got. Tanya Turtle. Vincent Modica. Wacky username. Luke Noodles. Bad Vibes Jr. Heath Robinson. Brett. Rug. Daniel Hirschberger. Zam Bambino. Elliot Thompson III. Alicia Grafe. Got little old moi, pretty freaks. Anthony Kuabara. Lee Gray. Brock Graham. Robert Edward Hodgson Jr. Hugh Bolin. Chick. Carl. Creaky Slink. Maloyster. <laughs> that was fun to say. Blake Alvarez. Russell Gore. Elusive Koala. Jake Young. Adam Bauer. Paul's Christmas Sock. Jesus Christ. Ashley W. Bony Boss Skeleton. Cameron. Brooke X. Christian Van Skiver. Coffee Table. Soda Can. Corey Shelley. Juan Jalapena. Jessica Zyball. Lordzer. Deja Monet. And Wonder Skin. Thank you all so very, very much.